fun one. Leafs win 4-1. Beat a good Jets team. That was that was not the game I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, in my notes, number one note, extremely disappointed in lack of grease. <laughs> First note. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was going to be chippy. Maybe we should have known when Wayne Simmons wasn't in the lineup that everything was going to be okay. That yeah, it maybe. wasn't going to it wasn't going to be a fight. It wasn't going to be a fight night. But, yeah, it was a little bit of a different one. Weird game, okay? Like, obviously, a ton of things to hit on. A couple of massive positives for the Leafs, probably bigger than any kind of negative. But they basically played one period tonight and got away with it. Mm-hmm. The second period? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think the, kinda, the Jets kind of had a weird dip in their sort of conditioning or they looked a little tired or something in the second period where I texted you and it just felt like, they kind of got burned on a couple plays where, you know, Shifley obviously off the first the face off that wasn't one. But then on the second goal, I don't know who it was, but they were just dead tired, didn't get back, let Matthews walk into the slot wide open, and then it happened again wide open. And then they give one up on the P, on the PK for a shorty. So I thought they just looked a little bit tired, a little bit disjointed in the second period. The Leafs took advantage, but yeah, I think uh, that's I think that's a pretty fair observation that they played one period and got the win. Yeah, but okay. The thing is, is that, and I've been saying this over and over again, but I'll continue to say it. There's nothing special about Toronto outside of their top stars. The team is built completely on the stars. And when they play like that, you can get away with things. Like that's supposed to be your difference maker. And tonight, what was it? It's Austin Matthews scoring a couple of just gorgeous goals. Should have had a hat trick, was really right on top of it. Uh, Michael Bunting making some plays. William Nylander playing well. I thought that the second line was actually pretty quiet tonight, other than Marner's, you know, shorthanded goal, but didn't feel like a real imposing game from Tavares, I would say, especially. But, yeah, Marner rips what I think is his most beautiful shot of the year, and the Leafs end up winning. But, okay, I want to start with Samsonov, because we'll get into Matthews in a second. I I do want to get a little bit more into a Marner note that I have and some stuff on Bunting, Um, because I do have, like, yeah, Leaf star talk tonight. But... Is this Samsonov's net right now? Because that's a season high, 37 saves. He was brilliant. Like, that's, that's, I've said this now a few times, Sam, and this is why I'm asking the question. I think that Samsonov is playing his best hockey of the season right now. Like, he's strung together a couple of games here. I know that it's like lowly Detroit, but do you remember you and I talking about him in those starts, how he was making 10 bell saves routinely in that game? Then he steps in for Matt Murray against the Panthers, and he's tall, he's big. He allows them to kind of get back in the game. And then tonight, the first period, like, sis, roll the pack of his first period saves. Like, these weren't even his best ones of the night, but he just kept a minute. So let me just ask you, as the pack's running, is it his net right now? Um, Yeah, I guess, right? As much as if, if any point of the season, if you're going to decidedly say that this, as much as it's just 1A, 1B, it's whoever gets hot at the right period of time, whoever plays well. Like, I don't think even in the front office or even on the coaching staff, they're willing to really give it to anyone. I don't think you, like I think you, he's one he's the goalie that's playing better right now, but there's pretty clear that the plan is to not have one of these guys play more than two or three games in a row. Has it happened yet this year outside of injury? No, like I think I think I think Samsonov's playing better right now. Absolutely, yeah. like uh, uh, Murray's had a couple stinkers in a row, especially the game against the Cats where he gets pulled. But to me, he's playing better of the two goaltenders right now. But it's not anyone's net definitively. Like, oh. sure, he's he's playing better. Maybe it's semantics, but I, I, I just we've already done this. I've 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 discussed it with you that like 
They're not it come playoff time. Any either of these guys could be in the net. Like it's going to be up and down all season long. But it's been pretty clear that the formula has been like one guy is getting more games than the other, and that guy has been Matt Murray when he's healthy. Like the question is, is it going to flip now where you just say, hey, yeah, one A, one B, but this guy's going to be the one A, and he's going to play a few more games. Murray's going to play a few less. Yeah, I I think they'll probably flip it here. Like I guess I think they're pretty con uh, pretty concerned about. You know, the sports science of this and the 15 people they have in that department and the sleep doctors and all the different chefs and everybody, they probably all have a big meeting about these guys playing too many games in a row. And, and put- that now. Pardon? Like, I'm on the Stan Van Gundy thing right now, him and KD. They said it right the other day on Twitter. You see that? Yeah, of course. There's just like me and we always joke about this on Kipper and Borny. Like there's just. There's so many people that work in the front office that they have to justify giving money to. So they only have to have a 25-person a meeting every time they want to give a goalie more than two starts in a row. But to me, like, they're not going to – like, sure, I think obviously Sammy gets the start on Saturday night against Montreal. I think that's a pretty obvious spot to give him. They played great tonight. It's two good performances in a row, including the one where he bails out Murray on, against the Panthers. But then I think it's pretty obvious that you'd like if he's not – really good then you just go back to murray on monday against the against the islanders like i don't think there's yeah, any so you, yeah go ahead no, i was gonna say so you think that like yeah essentially the leash is nothing which i think i agree yeah. with but I, I the point i guess i'm just trying to make is i think that he's the guy that's going to get the the tougher games here or like the more frequent games and here's here's the big one so they got that boston game coming up february 1st wednesday night if it's going the way that it's been right now, like there's no question who's in net for that game. It's Samsonov. Was it who was in net when they played them the first time? Was it was that uh, a Shalgren night or was that one of the backup nights? I can't remember who it was. So you've seen so no, Murray, I think that actually was a Samsonov game. Oh, it was. It's because Marshawn no, yeah. Marshawn tore his knee in that game with the with the backhand deke. So it was yes. Samsonov, and then Shalgren came in in relief, and then they went with the two backup goalies for a long period of time with Petrozelli and whatever. But uh, so to me, it's pretty obvious that you're circling it and you're giving it to Samsonov if he's playing this way. But I have to be honest with you. Like, I really don't have any faith really. Like I know Samsonov's playing great, but like, I don't, it's been so unpredictable, man. Like I just, I don't want to look that far ahead. It's such a night to night basis with these guys. Like I really don't know what I'm gonna get. So yeah. I'm happy with I think what you're looking I'm too happy far with ahead. I know I'm sorry. I don't I said I don't want to look too far ahead. No, no, I, I don't mean the question though when I say is it his net, like is it his net for the season? It's pretty clear that these two night, guys for sure. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that these two guys can, are gonna go back and forth. No, I actually think Murray gets the net Saturday against Montreal. Like I'm going Murray for Saturday night, get him back in the net. But then when you get back into the hard games, that Islanders game on the Monday, and then potentially the Rangers game on the Wednesday, maybe you're running them out there two in a row. Like uh, basically all the, all the, all I'm asking here is, is he playing well enough to you where you're messing with your goalie rhythm to the point to like accommodate his hot play a little bit more. That's what I think like having the net is for the least. So that's it. So so then, yeah, yeah, because tonight was like hand here, baby. Gotta. Yeah. Tonight was as good as the Leafs goalies played all year. Like, I think if uh, once we get the – let me get the clear view analytics on right. Leafs goalie tonight. That was the best game of the season that they've had. 37 saves against a really good Jets team. There's a couple of penalties. There's been two better ones, and Murray has them both. The game against Dallas where they sh- – they, I think the – You know what you're talking the, about? Disagree vehemently. Where he had the shutout? Yeah. What was it? 
45 saves, unbelievable yeah. night. And then the game against Nashville where he outdueled Soros. I think were both better performances than tonight. Yeah. It was a great game. Disagree. It was an absolutely great game. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's, this, this is completely subjective. I, I, I like, I know. I, so I just think, I just that think the that saves he, that Samsonov made tonight in the first to keep them in it. And then the saves that he made in the third specifically were like just incredibly athletic saves. And this has been sort of my contention a, with Samsonov. He's a flashy, he's a flashy tendy buddy. He gets, he gets Dude. the, he gets the, um, gets you feeling good. Gets the loins going like the way he's flying around in there when he's locked in the way the pads are flying, the upper body, not a whole lot of movement, just like he's really square athletic. You can see the pedigree. You can see why this guy's a first round pick. It's, it's a yep. pretty sexy style of goalie. And Dude. I mean, you know what the other side looks like, but when it's hot, you got to ride it. Yeah. I, I just think like clearly for him, confidence is a major thing. Mm-hmm. Like we've heard that all along and right now he's playing with extreme confidence. And so to me, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to accommodate that if I'm then. There was one, it's funny, like, they, it was not even close to his best save. Like, it wasn't even a top five save for him. I know tonight, exactly but I think what you're going to say. The, the glove save. Yeah. Off, yeah. Kyle O'Connor, like, where he that, stared him right yeah, down. Just stared him down, ripped it out of the sky, just stared it down, and, and like, held it. And I went, whew, that felt good for him. Like, he, he snagged that, and he felt good. He felt awesome. And I did too, watching it. I was fired up for him. I went, dude, that felt amazing. You just ripping that out of the sky like that. That's a guy who can easily score 40 goals. And you just, he like tried you there and you completely denied him. Best on best, you you with a clear look at him, him with a clear look at the net, you were the better guy. Anyway, I just thought that he was everywhere tonight. He, he covered the net beautifully. The athleticism showed up. The confidence was there. I love too that, on the pa- on the penalty kill that he was getting the paddle involved. That's when he was like heat checking, you know, or he's like sticking the paddle behind the net, trying to break yeah. up plays. I'm like, this guy is throwing feeling everything. It. He's feeling he's, it. Uh, he was he was feeling himself big time. Splashy saves everything. So yeah, um, you're right. Probably one bad game, Sammy. One really great game for Matt Murray. Could back. flip it right back yeah. on its ear. But as of right now, I think that this is now four games in a row where Samsonov has been pretty awesome, even though the stats don't reflect that for one of the Detroit games. Um, yeah, I, I think he's my guy for right now. Uh, Austin and Matthews. I comple- and I completely agree. Yeah. Um, speaking of, like, really great games, it was just so great to see him do his thing, which is snap the puck into the back of the net. Not like cheapies, not just power play ones, just even strength. Him with a little bit of space and time ripping it by arguably the best goalie in the NHL. So a couple, okay. I don't want to get too uh, scatterbrained here. So I'll start with Matthews look great, but Connor Hellebuck, obviously really good goalie, right? Like going to be one of the Vesna finalists probably at the end of this year. Don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really have a lot of fear of him. feels like the Leafs light him up every time they play him. Like, is there like, honestly, yeah. maybe it's, maybe it's from that, from that, the bubble season where they played him all the time, but it's like, yeah. Oh, he's one of the best goalies in the league. It's like, ah, oh, Leafs scored five again. Matthew's going bar down on him every game. Like, I don't, maybe it's just cause the Leafs are really sick, but like, I just, I don't necessarily like when I go into a game against Hellebuck, it's yeah. not like Vasilevsky or, you know, even, you know, Jake Ottinger or Saros or like whatever. Like to me, it's just, yeah, well, it's got another goalie in the league. I don't really, yeah. I don't really have a lot of fear of him, but. I, I, I hear you out on that, but I, I don't agree. Like, if you think about the three goals he let in tonight, it's like two clean looks from the for guy sure. who's been the best goal but scorer on earth going for the last in. Every time. What? I'm like, yeah, oh, that's going in. I'm like, when Matthews is one-on-one with Hellebuck, yeah. I'm like, that's going in the net. He owns okay. him. What's that, 11 goals on him in, what, 18 games? 
absolutely owns him. Yeah. He just shoots he it by him all the time. Yeah, he's he's got him. Maybe there's something with the the USA connects here. Bing, like, like no chance. That, that's a wrister from the middle of a yeah. circle. No, that's that's one where like Hellebuck probably looks at it and he's like, I wish I had it, but it's a pretty perfect shot. Anyway, I I, I like I hear what you're saying because he's dominated him. So why would you have the same fear? Oh, I thought that Hellebuck in the first period though to start this game, like it was zeros and. Like Leafs completely got outplayed in the first. I thought it was just mm-hmm. Winnipeg. I texted you. Winnipeg looked massive in that first, and I'm mm-hmm. like looking up their guys, going, "Boy, it's nice to have a lot of forwards who are six three and up." They got six guys in their forward group that are six three and up. Um, most of them six four. Uh, and I just thought Hellebuck though made a couple of like really good saves on a couple of dangerous plays in the first two and let them kind of dominate. But yeah, okay, so. Yeah, I just that, that's like honestly, that's all I really have, man. Is Matthews looked awesome tonight. He he has these two goals, but to me specifically, it was the way that he scored those two goals, which is just classic Austin Matthews ripping it by one of, again one of the league's best goaltenders. Where it's like you look helpless, and then he does the classic Matthews Jesus pose thing, where uh, like that that's a real confident sign from oh him. Oh my god, that, that's such a nice like, shot. Like that's disgusting. And- and like that's a disgusting his, shot. His best buddy there, Pierre Luc Dubois, with the absolute fire poker on defense, the Sam McKee yeah. beer level, <laughs> beer league level defense, the old two stride yeah. poke the stick out to make it look like you're doing something not pretty from Pierre Luc Dubois, who that was pretty yeah. bad tonight. Didn't really notice him a whole lot. Like all their guys who are usually greasy just didn't seem that necessarily engaged. In that way, like, did they have a big team party? Connor, I thought, looked for sure, but he's not like one of their greasy guys. Like, I mean, like they usually oh, have their guys like that are physical play. Yeah, yeah, like, they made, did they have a big party last night in Toronto or something? They just seemed like they didn't necessarily have maybe. that part of their game dialed in. I guess they kind of dominated the Leafs in the first period. So maybe that's I don't know. Just didn't it's seem so like they weird. were up for the fight. They're, they're such a weird team, right? Because every year it always feels like they're on the verge of breaking up. You yeah. know, like their whole team is going to be oh, gone, yeah. and all their guys the dysfunction and. Stripping guys of captaincies and Pierre yeah. Luc Dubois kippers out here. I want to go to Montreal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I want out of here immediately. Like it's like, and then you look at them and you go, "Wow, place. they're well, they're really big, and they got a bunch of guys who are scary, and they've got Josh Morrissey who's amazing, and then a goaltender who you're not afraid of, but the rest of the world is." And you go, "Huh? Like that's pretty like the Jets. It's just." There's, you're right. It just if they feel very cyclical in terms of where they're at as a franchise. But I, I did, uh, I did like Matthews a lot tonight, and not only just like the goal scoring, which I think breeds the confidence, but two major plays. And I don't know if this ended up getting them, but one's in the first right this here. Is, yeah, this, play here this is a, like... not the block shot. This was before. This was the first period that causes a breakout where it's like it's just a reminder of all the things this guy does in terms of being one of the best defensive forwards in the in the NHL right now. Like comes across, makes a play, makes sure that his teammate gets one. And then this is the block shot right after it's like, boom, commitment, man. Like gets that. I, I haven't actually seen him do that one before. Like, I, I can't remember that one. Yeah. You're Ugh. cringing. You don't want to see Ugh. it, but I love maybe it. Don't, maybe don't turn your wrists wide open to a guy about to shoot the, yeah, like, the that's wrist, a guy that's I, never blocked a shot before. Like, Hey, yeah, I was gonna close say, out those wrists. I didn't notice it in watching it live, but watching it right now, it's like, he's like, please break my wrists. (laughs) But kudos to him for getting down to make that play. And look at this one. Like he was absolutely feeling it with the puck tonight. And he had a play in the first period that um, he kind of went in with the two on one with Willie. And I actually had like a flashback to his rookie year where they used to do that play all the time where he'd find, he'd bring the puck up, find Nylander out on the half wall. Nylander gains his own, 
and Matthews goes straight to the, the, the net with the stick on the ice and he finds him with the sauce and they did it tonight. Hellebuck made a great save on it, but like he just really looked like himself and you have to look back to last week, him kind of sitting those two games. I, I don't know what's ailing him, but you know, was it, I guess it's a week. Well, how many games off did he have? How many days off did he have Two. in between games? Like, no, no, but was oh, it like no, a full yeah. week that he would have had yeah. off? Cause they played, they would have played Saturday and then Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday again. So yeah, it would have been yeah. a full week that he had off. I hit, still concerns me a little bit like that. There's something going on with him, and I know he looks great again, but like, you know, what's the other side of this? I guess that's just my sort of it's, my, it's my, just my doom. It's so funny because we're so on the opposite ends of this. Like my perception watching him is, boy, this is why you do the load management in a regular season where nothing matters. And this should be a lesson to them that like we, we've said it a million times. It's not even really worth like bringing it up constantly. But this regular season stinks, right? It's it, like it's fun watching Awful. the Leafs play this well. But being locked in for an entire season to just playing Tampa Bay mm-hmm. There was a week I, I, this I year where Detroit was in the third spot. And I was like, oh, maybe. And it's like, no, yeah, they yeah. suck. It's just, See you later. <laughs> it's, the dumbest, it's, it's the dumbest, most ridiculous thing on planet Earth right now. Honestly, it's so, so incredibly brain dead. And if they had a commissioner who could capitulate at all, who could ever admit that maybe he had not all the best ideas all the time, um, they would have already fixed this sucker. But no, they're going to do it. But one of the benefits of this is your team's awesome. Get a look at some other players, give some other guys some added ice time and rest the guys that need it. Don't make when like when TJ Brody comes back, he's been beat up this year. Don't put him through hell when T, when TJ Brody does come back or if they add a blue liner, give Giordano the odd night off. I know he's a horse. and I know he loves to play and he's just, you know, he doesn't look like he's slowing down any. And I like I talked about it with Versteeg again, a buddy of his where he's just like, no, man, this guy's just an animal. He's a freak. He needs to play. But no. Figure out a night where Tavares gets a blow. You know, give him a night off. Let him do whatever it is. Absolutely. What do you What do you think Tavares does with his free time, other than uh, family? Reads books about hockey. Maybe watches <laughs> yeah, lacrosse yeah. videos. Like I like, don't know. You give Tavares Kale's a full smoothies. week off. Kale's a full smoothies. week off where he doesn't have to do stuff with his family. Like his wife and child decide. Like we're going on a road trip. You're, you got to do something on your own. They went to. They went to I the, feel like he's. <laughs> He's the Pablo Escobar meme where he's just like alone on the swing, alone staring off into the distance, alone in the chair. Like that's all he's doing. He's just waiting for that no. week to be over so he can go back to playing hockey. He'd go, he'd go see a movie and then his wife would call him. He's like, how's the movie? Uh, honey, obviously it was a tremendous movie. Um, yeah. Really loved the popcorn. They did an excellent job. Like, they did an excellent job at the theater. Yeah. Obviously tremendous movie. Yeah. Colin Farrell yeah, was excellent. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Really big fan of his. I'd love to meet him someday. <laughs> yeah, that's that's 100% it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, loved Matthews tonight, but you're right. Maybe don't block the shot with the wrist, but yeah, yeah. load management's working. Um, last observation for me in terms of things that really matter from this game. I got a couple of minor ones, but thought it was, again, another big bunting night. Two goals. It's like, who's going back there? You know, the, the first goal that he sets up Matthews is like he's doing the classic Hyman go out and dig it and throw it out in front of the net. And then secondarily. And the first one, he yep. makes a great read off the wall, right off the, like right off of the uh, face off comes to him, kind of a spinning, no look pass right onto the tape of Matthews, who obviously does the rest and makes Shifley look extremely stupid with that dangle. But 
this is what his role was with bunting, right? Like this is exactly what yep. he was always like, sort of meant to do and what he was best at last year and when he's best this year is when he's facilitating the star players and he's doing it beautifully right now. So uh, just another yeah. example of that. I just, uh, I, I really haven't, you know that I've been frustrated in the past with bunting's diving and some of the mm -hmm. theatrics, right? Like been less of that. That's, that's what I mean. But also it's been a good week for him. It's been just an overall good couple of months from the goal scoring standpoint, playmaking, really establishing himself as that, as this team's fifth forward, right? Like no mm -hmm. doubt about it. He's the fifth guy right now. Uh, until the chosen one, Matthew Nye shows up or uh, they end up making a trade for your guy, Timo Meyer. But even then, we'll see. But I love that he was digging pucks out. Love that he's making plays. Love the chemistry as his line mates. But I also just like that he's the dude on the bench that's barking at Shifley when Shifley was complaining about the quick whistle. And he's just telling him, uh, you could read lips. Like, we got that that tape pretty <laughs> yeah. easy. I, you don't need the John Boy breakdown no. <laughs> for this one. This is pretty clear as day what he was saying to Shifley after Lilligren. Scary play for Lilligren. Uh, that's too bad. Like that anytime Pocky goes up like that. What? Yeah. He came back. He's sitting on the bench. So can I? No, just I know, play but I'm just saying it was a scary play in the moment. Like you just hate seeing like the guy go down from the puck. But yeah, Shifley has that. And then I just, but I just love that Bunting's barking at him. And the other night, you know, he grabs a body, he's sticking up for Matthews. I'm just yeah, it's it's been a good little stretch for Bunting from like a variety of different standpoints. And, and I do think that he has that like compete that he's just got that different gear that I don't think everybody on this team has all the time that he can tap into. It's really easy for him to do it. And I, I just, I think there's an added value to guys like that on this Leafs team, especially guys that are in the top six. For sure. No question. What he brings to the team is incredibly important right now. Like he's a huge member and give Kyle Dubas credit. They're getting incredible value out of what they're signed him for. He is just, uh, could we have to blank that out? He is just MFing Shifley. <laughs> like, that, and guess what? I get it from Shifley's perspective. It's like the puck Here's what he says. Loser, shut up. All the rest is F-bombs. <laughs> yeah, every single <laughs> other word <laughs> is F-bomb. But like Shifley's standing right yeah. there. The puck hit him in the crown of the helmet. He knows that. Yeah. That's why he's pissed. Yeah. It's like they have, they have offensive zone time. He thinks he went mm -hmm. down easy. He thinks he's kind of faking it, and he's pissed off. Like, I get why it's like, what do you – what do you expect him to have sympathy for the guy? Like it hit him in the, the helmet. Like I understand why Shifley was pissed off. And I also understand why uh, Bunting was MFing him. I like, no, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not picking a side. I just like that. Bunting is that guy for sure. who's in the mix for it. Yeah. That sure. he's just barking and he's, yeah, he's yelling at the guy on the other end. I, anyway, I had Tucker on my podcast today and we were talking about like this exact thing where, yeah, it's, it's the, the, the passion for the game sometimes is not like the way that, let's just say, it used to be. Uh, the grind of the season is very different, but there are just there are certain guys that still have it where they're tapped into that, and Bunting's one of them, and I absolutely love it. Absolutely. Um, any other notes from you? I got, like, one other gotta, quick thing. I just had – so you know that, <laughs> you know that uh, meme on the internet, the Nightmare Blunt rotation? It's like a blunt rotation. Yeah, it's like you know you're pa like back in the days when people. Used I, don't to, I, I don't think I don't think I know. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. Anyways, it's like a yeah. thing on the internet. It was like people will tweet out like three different pictures of people. Be like nightmare blunt rotation. If it's like some comment of like you know, I can't believe you haven't seen this. I can't. I can't. Think of, send it. Send it to me later. I'll. I'll okay. I'll, I don't Anyways, know. it just jumped into my mind when it was David Camp, Pierre Engvall, and 
Alex Kerfoot on a three-on-one. I was like, if I could pick the three guys in the league I would least want to have on a three-on-one, those might be the guys. So uh, you made yeah. me feel very dumb for not knowing what I'm talking about. I thought for sure you would know that. But anyways, yeah. we can continue. I, I'll, I'll tell you right now is I thought our boy Camp had a tough night. He did. Uh, wasn't great. His inability to clear the puck on the penalty kill. It's three on one or sorry, a five on three. So everybody's kind of expecting the Leafs give one up, but mm-hmm. he had a chance like wide clear open chance to clear the on puck. a stick. And it must yeah, have rolled it or out. something. Yeah. yeah. And doesn't do it. I'd like to see the other angle. Cause the one that we had, I'm just like, what'd you do? You just like bobble it. But, and then I just thought in the first, there were guys getting to the net that like normally he takes away. Caved puck- in, in the first, in the first period. Yeah, like he just he didn't do a very good job at like his role, which you don't see too often. But boy, just another like hilarious Engvall night where it's just like zero contact plays, falling down, wide open misses, horrific turnover in the third that almost like completely swung the game. Yeah, uh, I just it's it, whatever. I'm not going to belabor this. I just it well, it was it was it was a moon jail night for I me. Will. I was like, please put this guy in moon I'll jail. Belabor. Like I'm begging you. What? I'll belabor. I'll belabor. Yeah. He, I, one of the notes I wrote down is Pierre Turnback Engvall is back. Yeah. Over the yeah. last few games, I don't know if it's because it's the physical sort of I, nature of the games and he's feeling the, the contact or whatever, but there's been multiple times over the last few games where he did it again tonight a couple times where he did the signature turn back and then he fights with it for a second kind of beats it to a square guys like lifting it his stick a little bit it happened when he turned it over I, I, we don't need to get into the future and the and the trade deadline no but no, we've like, made our opinion very clear i just so yeah. there you go i just needed to belabor the turn back situation um my only other thing is a is a positive i just i like listen morgan riley's playing better all of a sudden and i think a lot of it has to do with lilligren because lilligren is really good yeah. And there's there's a couple things about Lilligren that like we all know he can go north, right, with the puck. Like that's just mm-hmm. he can do that. He can dance the line, he can snap a pass. Those are very clear. But the things that just keep impressing me about Lilligren are I've said this one before, the way that he plays along the boards, which is like pretty tough. Like he's just not a pushover on the boards. Like puck battles, he'll engage in them, he'll win a lot of them. But the other one is the way he defends on the rush, dude. Like, he can really do it. <laughs> He's really good at it. And, yeah, I think that, to be honest, that he's getting a little overrated by the fan base in general lately where, like, people are starting to write sonnets about the guy. But he's really good. And and I don't think that the Riley turnaround with him is a coincidence. Like, yeah, yeah sure, he was playing with Connor Timmons before, so that's a pretty big upgrade. But it's like... Yeah, Lilligren is good. Like, really, really, really good at... Like, I don't really know what the hole is in his game. So, going into the, the Florida game, he was leading the, Le- the Leafs by a lot in goal share at 5-on-5. Five five. Like, yeah. he is on the ice for way more... I think it's, like, at 60-something percent. That was going into the Florida game. I haven't seen it since then. But, like, he is a very important guy for them. And there's no way it's a coincidence. It's been Riley's two best games that he's played since he's come back. I know, I guess you could draw the parallel between him getting healthier, getting back into the rhythm, getting his confidence back. Those are all fine things to point to. But you put him with the guy who's been playing the best on the right side, you put him with him and he has his two best games. To me, there's a pretty, pretty clear core, uh, you know, 
So to me, I want to see this get some more run for like yeah. a long period of time here. Like give this Dude, a couple weeks. Like, and I know Sandine, you can make them eat it with whoever on the bottom pair or whatever. Sure. But that's just, I think that's kind of the breaks for Sandine. Lilligren is shoots, right? He's sort of surpassed you in the development. Like he's, I think Sandine's really good too. And he has his obvious, he's an important part of the team, but mm-hmm. the importance for Lilligren versus Sandine, it's like Lilligren has earned this chance big time. And he's taken it and run with it. So I got to see a, I would like to see this for an extended period of time, maybe a few more games, maybe another couple of weeks. It, it's kind of funny because if you remember last year when they tried Lilligren with Riley, it was such a disaster that oh, Keith was awful. like, and Sandy hey. tried with Riley too. And it was terrible. Yeah. It was, Hey, we're never doing that again. Yeah. That was Sandy that he said that with. Oh, Sandine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My bad. I thought, I thought it was Lilligren. <laughs> yeah. No, you're he right. Would, they, Lilligren had, would, de- yeah. had a little bit of a decent run. It was Sandine that he had that with, but with Lilligren, last year he had those incredible analytics that really supported his play, and we did this whole debate about what he was, and I don't think he was ready for this team last year, and there's a reason why he got pulled from the playoffs. But right now, it's just like I, I have a very difficult time seeing him get removed. It feels like they did tell him to get stronger and that he was going to have to be more engaged with his, yeah, his play in his own end. And he's just really taken that. Now, like, I thought the numbers last year, if you looked at them, they were incredibly sheltered. They were a lot of offensive zone. They were a lot of playing with this team's incredible forwards. You forget how dominant the Leafs forwards were last year from an offensive standpoint. Exactly. It was not, they they were kind of stilted numbers. They they were really propped up by what the other guys around him were doing, in my opinion. This year, it's really not that. This year, like that, you're saying like he's number one in expected goals for, and I go, yeah, I could see that. Like I no, could absolutely goal, see goals that. Goals for while he's on the ice at five on five, like yeah, actual and, goals scored. Yeah, actual ones. Well, I because I, I was gonna say I do know Brody is in terms of like the elevator of a pairing. He's still obviously been number one for this team. Like you look yeah. at all three that so, he's been with. You mentioned Brody. But yeah. Before yeah. I forget, when he comes back, I think you still stick with Riley and Lilligren, and you try Sandine and Brody. Have they ever played together? I can't because, remember them playing because Brody, Brody plays on the right side, right? Yeah. So then I just would be so like it's tinkering. I just time, I, right? I don't think it's that's enough minutes time. for Brody. That doesn't. I, yeah, it's tinkering, but it's like I don't want to have three pairings of everybody playing even minutes. I think that you, unfortunately, like you go back to All right. not unfortunately, but like you go you go back to what was working before, like and I'm what is tried to be true. I guess I'm just looking for different things to talk about with yeah, the team. You, it's like you give me a try. Bump. You got to bump Giordano back down and start to shelter his minutes. And then I think you go back to, I think if this Lilligren thing works with Riley, the way it's been working, you could stick with that. But then you're going back to Brody Hall and then Giordano Sandine with your bottom yeah. pairing and sheltering Probably those right. guys more. Probably yeah. right. Anyway, let's wrap up. Uh, Saturday night, I'm back in with Bourne. Again, it's not live, but it'll be up right away. So subscribe to the podcast, leave five stars. Sammy's in Owen Sound, Sam. baby. Hockey Day in Canada. Yeah. I've been seeing all like, I wish I was there right now, to be honest. Like, I really wish I had planned this better. Like, all the events going on. It's just all my worlds are colliding. Jeff Merrick's on stage talking about me at the place I got married at a live podcast. Like, it's just like all my worlds are colliding. I should be up you there. You gotta right love now. the man who's literally just taking off, like, time for his wedding, time no, for should, his honeymoon. I would have worked. Time. I, worked. And then you're I, like, I should be down taking more time to be at the festivities. No. <laughs> I would, <laughs> oh, no, listen, there's this thing yeah. since COVID called remote work. I, would, I should have just yeah. planned it out better where I worked it from up there and I, I did my show or whatever. I just, 
I wish I was up there. I'm going to be up there on right. Friday, going up tomorrow. It's going to be sick. Really excited to see the community. They're all yeah. fired up. So I'm excited. So uh, it's funny that they're recording the podcast in the place where, you know, you held yeah. your wedding reception. Yeah. Yeah, because I just see the pictures and I'm like, what are you guys doing there? You know, it's just it's <laughs> a very hey, very different crowd <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> the barbell is a little cheaper. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, little bit of a different atmosphere though. Your wedding and the oh, Thirty Two Thoughts podcast. What a say. night! What yeah, a night! That was very, very nice. Uh, yeah, get up there. You'll have fun. It's Can't cool wait. too. Like I, again, I talked to Darcy Tucker today. He's up there and I know what those days mean to small towns and how awesome it is. And so like, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for everybody that's there. I'm excited for you that you get to go see it, be a part of it. And you know, you get to be a little local celeb now. Maybe you'll get spotted. I'm going, in the uh, I'm going to the attack game on Saturday night. Going to, uh, they're taking, they're taking on the Peterborough Peets who are a bit of a wagon right now. Puck drop at 6.45. Thanks, Hockey Day in Canada. Weirdest puck drop time ever. Got to get dinner dinner reservations for 5 o'clock so I can make it in time. But, uh, yeah, going to be in Bro. the crowd, crunching the best fries in the OHL, drinking a couple OVs, having a best time ever. You got to text Feuda and get the star treatment. Nah. I, listen, I just want to – I'm just going to go up there, blend in, have a time in my hometown. Right. Do your yeah. thing. All right. I don't Subscribe need star the... treatment. Come on now. Yeah, you could get a little bit of A plus treatment. <laughs> <laughs> this guy says he doesn't want the star treatment. I've never met anybody that takes more star treatment than you, buddy. Uh, leave five stars, subscribe to the podcast, uh, share it, Twitter and Instagram, do all those different things. Follow at JD Bunkus, at Sam A. McKee. And uh, yeah, share the videos when you see them. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Saturday night.